0: You are locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Steve, uh, the question that I want to kind of get into next, and we've talked a lot about pitching, and we mentioned the outfield the other day and talking about the difference between an everyday outfielder or a platoon outfielder, and I've seen this question come up a couple of times in shows past, and we have it again here today. Um and I guess it's, it's more of an opinion from Joseph Nelson, but also I've seen folks ask us what we think about this particular player. Joseph Nelson asks, I would love, or he doesn't ask, he says, I would love to sign Jorge Soler. And now Soler fits the profile at bat of Teoscar Hernandez. Soler, uh, Soler hits the ball a country mile would absolutely probably approach 40 home runs in great American ballpark. I believe that he has one glaring weakness though. And it's a weakness that I don't think the Reds can ignore. And that is he stinks at defense. Miami played him primarily at DH because he stinks at defense. And this outfield does not need another liability. So what do you, think? I don't know. Like, I, I love the idea of 40 plus homers in the lineup, but I just don't know. Like you're, you're basically saying that you're, you're adding another guy that defensively, you don't feel great about putting him in the field and you'd rather him play DH.
1: Well, our, our friends over at spot track have his market value at about $14 million. Um, that's online with what I was cool with them spending on Teoscar Hernandez. Um, You know you look at the two players they're both 31 years old they're both right-handed uh tay oscar's estimated uh annual value is just a little bit more at 16.5 million i think they'll probably both go for a little bit over what that those estimates are that seems to be the trend Right now, everybody's going for a little bit more than what the, the estimated market values have been. So all things being considered, you take that into consideration. I still think Teoscar Hernandez is the push. He'll give you a better outfield performance. Uh, if you sign Soler, this guy it just has DH written all over him and, and if that's the case, you got to move somebody else. You got to trade Jonathan India. You got it because the only way you can keep Jonathan India on this team right now is to utilize him at the designated hitter. Um, if and, and all right, Jeff in the 812 says you'd have to put India in the outfield and Soler full time DH, probably that's exactly one of the things you would have to do, but we don't know what outfield would look like with Jonathan India. I mean, we assume putting a second baseman out there, he can play a corner, but we don't know. We haven't seen it. That's a, that's a total gamble. I mean, we don't know that Jonathan India's outfield defense would be better than Solaire's. That's, that's a guess. so, My money is to go out and get a guy that can play outfield. I, I'm, I'm about done with this whole let's make everybody an outfielder if we don't have someplace else to put them. Um, I'm okay with running Spencer Steer back out there for year two because because having talked to him and, and understanding his work ethic, he has spent this whole offseason becoming a better outfielder. He knows he's got to play out there. He will have worked on that. and I, I'm cutting him a tremendous amount of slack. Because he just rolled into David Bell's office one day midseason and was like, "I'll go play some outfield, coach." You know, it's that—that right. that was his training. <laughs> there, that was his extent of training. They were probably like, "Here, watch some video of this guy playing outfield, and you're starting out there tonight." Um, you know.
0: Well, and I feel like too, like I, I cannot, I, I don't have a specific clip that I can pull from, but I'm pretty sure I feel like Nick Cross said something to the effect of earlier on in the off season he said. We're, we're done with the idea of putting guys out of position. And I think he was addressing the idea of moving India to the outfield, but I also think he, he meant that for McLean and for Ellie as well. Like Ellie played well at third base. Ellie played well at shortstop. Those are his positions. Matt McLean played well at shortstop. He played well at second base. Those are his positions. They're not going to be like, let's put McLean in center, even though I know, I know, I know he played in college. But, well, let's put Ellie in center. Let's put Ellie in right. Like, the, I think the Reds are telling us. And, you know, we can debate the merits of this. But in our MLB The Show minds, we don't think that there's anything wrong with it. But the Reds are telling us they're not going to do it. And so I think that moving forward, for us to constantly think that, well, yeah, they just move one of these guys to an outfield spot, and we're good. I think they did that with Spencer Steer, and I think they're done moving those guys to the outfield.
1: If you move India to the outfield, I mean, understand that three of the six outfielders you would have then, so 50% of the outfield room would be middle infielders in Jonathan India, Spencer Steer, and Jose Barrero, uh, who will all be on this team, barring trade, heading into 2024 opening day. So um, your outfield defense will reflect that the defensive numbers will reflect that you've got just people way out of position. And, and, and so if you're going to spend that kind of money, if you're going to spend the kind of money that Soler brings, you might as well just spend a little bit more and get a true outfielder in a Teoscar Hernandez type player. Now, if Hernandez comes off the board, we may revisit this conversation, but as long as he's out there, I think he should be the target.
0: I agree. And I think uh, this moves us nicely. Into This is an interesting one, too, because uh, we we talked a little bit about this, but I don't think we really had a discussion because I think I'm waiting a little bit more into the offseason, maybe even to spring training to have this. But Jared on vinyl says Hunter Green will start opening day. And I think the reason that he would say that, and, and that would be my argument to Andrew Abbott as well, is simply because he is the guy that the Reds have committed to. He is the the first guy that the reds sign now maybe that's for not for want of trying maybe they have offers on the table for other guys and they're just waiting but he is the guy that is currently committed to the longest on this team and i think that there's something to this where we we talk about this before the idea of who is starting opening day is different from who is starting game one of a postseason series that is really where we get into who matchups the best with what team, who's really pitched the best that year. I think opening day is a very ceremonial thing, and the ceremony part of that would lead me to believe that Hunter Green has a really good case here. I I I, I don't have a strong feeling either way toward Hunter Green or Andrew Abbott, but I think that there's an argument to be made.
1: I mean, yeah, um, you know, if if Hunter Green is still is the guy they want to be the face and and there's no reason to think that they don't still believe that in him then um yeah you're right he can start opening day Uh, I, i don't think it matters to me that much one way or the other i mean i'm going either way whether it's abbott or green or somebody else i don't care i'm gonna be there um it's gonna be a sellout it's gonna be energy like we haven't had in a long time down there on opening day uh i i'm i'm can't wait for it um there's something to be said for what you're saying i mean you know if, if everything goes according to plan or if everything had gone according to plan, the way the Reds had wanted it, um, from last year, Hunter Green would start every single opening day his entire time in a Reds uniform, however long that may be. So they may do that. And I'm okay with that. Um, listen, Hunter Green is a tremendous talent and we have nowhere near seen what his ceiling could look like. Um, he still has yet to kind of put it all together. We've seen tremendous flashes of the talent. Um, I'd be okay with that, Jeff. I mean, it, it's it's fun. It's fun to to kind of banter this around a little bit. Um, it depends on your criteria. If we're just going to truly solely pick somebody as a reward for their 2023, however, I think it should be Andrew Abbott.
0: And that's a fair point because he did have the better season. I want to move to this um, because I, I I really love this and I really appreciate Ronnie Snyder. And with the the weekend that's coming up, I think that this is an important feeling. And Ronnie from the top ropes. I've not I've not been this confident in our beloved Reds since the seventies. The ninety season was a blessing, but not expected. This year's team has the it factor, and I think that's where you and I are both coming from. Where maybe to some folks that are either approaching this from a you know a more pessimistic angle or realistic angle than us, think that we've got reds colored goggles on, but like the talent that we have. And the want to build this team into a playoff team that Nick Crawl has shown, I think just all builds into this team that is going to make the playoffs this year. And I think there's going to be a lot of fun that's had for that. If they're a wild card team, great. If they're a division winner, great. But this season feels like what we wanted 2020 to be, which... As I sit here with COVID, of course, I get to remember 2020, but um, it's what we thought we were getting back then, and I think we've really got a good shot now to really be a good baseball team. And I know that a lot of people don't expect that from our Cincinnati Reds because it's been a while, but I think this year might be that year.
1: Today's show is brought to you in part by FanDuel. You can score often this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers are going to get 150 bucks back in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's right. You're going to get $150 in bonus bucks back. If your team wins that $5 money line bet, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, the over-unders. You know, that's what's wrong with Jeff right now, folks. He took an under this week, and he's still sick from it. That's, that's how bad taking the under hurt. Jeff Carr, you can do that and so much more you can combine prop bets on a game into a single game parlay for even more fun uh FanDuel has the Reds 20 to 1 odds to win the National League next year uh that's a pretty good bet I would take that uh you know the signing of Martinez and Pagan may or may not have moved that line since we we plopped it in here but um you know, it's still a good time to get that bet in. Yeah, you can get in on the Reds to win the World Series also. Uh, you know, a little a little bet could go a long, long way and uh, make the season a lot of fun. To get in on the action, visit FanDuel.com and start turning your sports knowledge into cash in your pocket. FanDuel is an official partner of the National Football League and the official sports book of Locked On no and that's what we've been saying right i mean when when we were struggling desperately to find things to talk about after the 100 losses you know the one the one bit of hope the one bit of of help pull you through was that you could kind of look down the road a little ways and see this 2024 season coming and we said 2024 was going to be the opening of the competition window of of the the serious contender cincinnati reds and 2023, uh, showed us their hand a little early in what we thought they were going to be. And and I have no reason to believe that that's not who this team is going to be when they take the field opening day, 2024. Uh, I am as excited as anybody. Now I'm realistic that there will be, there will be slumps. And there was, there was a comment that went by and I meant to grab it and it's probably way far back now and I'm not going to try and go find it. But you know, the, the question was, how will this team handle adversity? And I'll weave it into this answer as well, because you know we don't know. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know who is going to be the, the, the slump-breaking rah-rah guy. We don't know who is going to take those reins and, and be the guy to go around to the locker room and talk to guys that are having a hard time or struggling or give an encouraging word or a, a kick in the butt when someone needs it. Uh, those things will sort themselves out. Uh, I don't think it matters to us who it's going to be. Someone will be that guy uh, and the team will figure it out. And I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I think the, the, the whole veteran leadership locker room captain all that stuff i think that in this day and age is a little bit overrated um i think that the these players all have so many friendships now outside the team this is not the 1950s where all as you had were the guys in the room with you to to rely on there and the others are the enemy that's not the mindset anymore um you know they all have each other's phone numbers they all talk they all text um those things will take care of themselves i think that this young team the it factor oh yeah uh Write this down right now. The 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 days of Yankees Red Sox every single week on the game of the week are over, my friends. Uh, this Cincinnati Reds team is going to draw national attention. It's going to be in the national conversation. Uh, as much as I hate it, they're going to be on the national broadcast, which means the national broadcast cruise, But Rod, oh boy, it's correct. But this team <laughs> is going to draw the tension and, and the baseball world will be looking a lot at Cincinnati, Ohio throughout the course of 2024 and well beyond. I think
0: I, I would, I would absolutely agree with that. I was thinking about that the other day, like we should be seeing some Sunday night games this year. Like I mm-hmm. think it, I mean, there's always the chance that it's just going to be Yankees and Red Sox and add the Braves and the Dodgers to that. But I, I really think that major league baseball as a whole and people who cover major league baseball, Recognize what's going on here in Cincinnati. Uh let's change gears for just a moment. Austin B asked this question. Reds got the C League Award today. Any thoughts about that? The C League Award is for community outreach and and you know giving back to your community. Absolutely love that the Reds Community Fund get They deserve it every year. And I think that one of the things, and as much as we belabor the on the field product and how it's been this these last however you know since 2006 since the castellinis took over one thing that the castellinis have got right every single year is what they do for the community of cincinnati and i think that it's it's always it's always hard to rag on the product on the field when you think about what they do for the city of cincinnati when you're talking about the youth baseball uh, that they have that goes on they do a fantastic job through the reds community fund of giving back to the community. And I think that through professional sports that we always talk about the the money that they deal with just almost seems fake. Like it's just so crazy out there, like to give some of it back. And I think that that's, you know, it's the least that any professional team can do. I think the Reds go above and beyond with that every single year. And I think that it was amazing that they got the recognition for that they deserve this year, quite frankly, I think they deserve it every year.
1: So I agree with you 100%. The Reds absolutely deserve to win this award. Um, The the community work that they've done has been tremendous. Austin, I am so ticked off at you right now. I want you to know because I do not like being backed into a corner where I have to say nice things about Phil Castellini. But this is absolutely a deserved win for Phil Castellini. Um, Every other thing he has touched in regards to this Cincinnati Reds baseball team, he has ruined and turned to stone. He can't talk to the media. He can't run the club. He can't be involved in player personnel decisions. I don't like it when he's on the field. I don't like it when he's in the stadium. I don't like it when he's on TV. I don't like it when he's around because of his track record. All that being said, he was put in charge of the Reds community efforts. Uh, when Bob was still basically day-to-day running things and he did a tremendous job. Uh, it's the one thing he got right. And and I wished that he would just continue to work on that lane. And it seemingly this season That's exactly what he's done. He set a budget, he got out of the way, he turned Nick loose and he ran the community stuff. He ran the philanthropy stuff, stopped making PowerPoints and things got better. So uh, this should be a a lesson to him to just keep up the good work that he's doing with the community uh, relations work there. Um, Don't talk to the media anymore don't go to Nick crawl's office. Don't go, don't go to the scouting meetings. Stay away from that stuff. Leave the hall of fame alone and and just spend dad's money on making Cincinnati a better place. And if he does that for enough years, maybe there'll be a little bit more of an embrace. Maybe he'll get a little hug back from uh, the people of Cincinnati. uh, If he lets enough time pass. I would agree with that. And I think that that's a,
0: that's a really good uh, spot. Let, let's take one more.
1: Um, so- yeah, we're not ending on Phil Castellini. Don't no, you? We dare. can't do that. You are uh, not.
0: We'll do this. Uh, will India replace Senzel as the Reds' Swiss Army knife? I think we've we've kind of mentioned this before, but I just don't know. Like Senzel could play the outfield, and and, and and India can't. Like whatever you may say, whatever reservations you might have about that thought, the Reds aren't going to do it. They're, they would have done it by now. He might be their Swiss army knife on the infield, but not on the outfield.
1: Yeah, because it's, well, it's going to be hard. It depends on what happens with an outfield signing, because if they go sign a big bopper, if they go get Tay Oscar, if, if, if we're getting to talk about that press conference sometime, then it really becomes a problem of, of what do you do with Jonathan India? Because if, if they go sign a bona fide for the outfield, that's going to mean that you probably have to move Spencer steer back into the infield. Some. He'll be primarily in the outfield, but he'll have to move back into the infield some to remain a full-time player. And that guy absolutely has to be a full-time player. But what that will do is limit your ability to move India around between third base and second base and DH to get him his full-time. So things could get crowded. If they sign a big outfielder and, and you've got Spencer steer that you got to move around as much as we've talked about Jonathan India being the odd man out already, he would truly be the odd man out. And I would expect them to go make a move with india um if it gets any more crowded for playing time amongst second base and third base i just i can't see how that's not where things shake out
0: and a quick uh quick question on this one john huss asks has there ever been a credible rumor connecting the reds to hernandez
1: john no this is really just
0: us kind of wishing a little bit but hopefully no hopefully, no wait wait though
1: be. wait though the only rumors you're ever going to hear about the reds being connected to anybody is the rumors that the reds tell Mark Sheldon to put out there. Those are the only rumors you're going to hear. So we started to hear about Sonny gray when the reds knew they were a player in contention for Sonny gray, when they knew they were close where they were going to be on the finalist list or whatnot. Uh, I would expect the same thing. If they, if talks at the winter meetings heat up with an outfielder, I just, I keep saying Teoscar Hernandez because I think he's the best fit. I think he's the one on the list when you look at it, that makes the most sense. So if things were to heat up and they were to get close, that's when Nick Crawl shoots a text over to Mark Sheldon and tells him, go, <laughs> you're, you're in the green, uh, push send. And, and then we start to hear about those things. Uh, the reds are notorious throughout baseball for having a very tightly run ship when it comes to leaks and information. Uh, The only things you are going to know about what's going on in that front office are the things that that front office want you to know. It's why they control access for guys like me and Jeff. It's why they keep a stranglehold on the beat writers. It's so they can control this narrative. And that's what they're going to continue to do until such time that they think they're close and then they get the PR bump for being close and then they'll let you know.
0: And I think too, it's, it's key to note. Like if you're on Twitter, if you're on X and you're seeing the rumors fly from different people john morosi usually that rumor isn't that close uh john hayman unfollow Heyman.
1: don't follow Heyman. No,
0: but, 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 but 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 here's 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 the thing here's the thing here's the thing i know how to read a john Heyman tweet if it's like three or four more or, or more lines it's nothing he always tweets out reds sign nick martinez it's like one or two lines whenever it's legit like he and he's, I, I know why he does it. So he can be the first person to tweet it. But if it's like one or two lines, that's what you need to pay attention to with John Heyman. But yeah, if Mark Sheldon or Jeff Passon tweets it, that's when it's like time to get excited about it. Because John Morosi's that guy that'll say multiple teams have called the Reds about trading for Jonathan India, but they're not close to a deal and they're not actively seeking to trade him. It's just like, well, thanks, John. That was a great rumor. That means nothing's happening but then when you get the john Heyman tweet that's one or two lines or you get mark sheldon or jeff Passon tweeting about it then that's when you see us go into go mode where it's like let's schedule a live let's do a little short video let's write something for inside the reds not writing something for inside the reds on john rossi stuff unless we're just talking about hey there was a rumor about a possibility of a thought about a rumor that's that's what that ends up being anyway steve
1: take us out (laughs) That was a good little rant there. Yeah. Heyman, man. <laughs> there was a little side note, and then we'll get out of here. Yeah. There was a press conference a couple years back with Dick Williams, and Heyman had sent a tweet right before the press conference started. And the so of course the first question was about the Heyman tweet to Dick Williams. And you know, Dick Williams just shakes his head and like, I have no idea where John Heyman gets his information but it's definitely not from anybody that knows anything about the Cincinnati Reds. And I'm like, (laughs) save that. It should be pinned. That's the answer. And on that note, that is going to get us out of here. Thanks so much for attending this Aloha live edition of the Locked on Reds podcast. We will be back in your feeds next week as we gear up for the winter meetings. It's going to be a fun and exciting week uh, of rumor watching and transaction watching and speculation and baseball talk. You know, It might be December, but the hot stove it's very 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 hot we're going to gather up all of that information bring it back right here hopefully jeff has his voice back and is feeling strong and we will have you locked on Reds every single day i'll hit the screen now click the button there you go
0: there it is (sighs) (sighs) made it